Hey guys, we're the Hard Time Strongman Podcast. Turning up a very class of man. And today, we have one question for you. Can, Can you, you not? not? Can Ugh. you not today? Can you we are not? Looking at, <laughs> we are looking at the Ranger Handbook. We are referencing, of course, the Ranger Handbook, TC3-21.76. The AMA Knocks by Grog. That's a website. They also have a really great mobile app. And... Just from a personal reference, the Ashley Book of Knots has a lot of great resources. We are talking about knots today. This is an incredibly hard platform to teach you how to time knots. So we're not worried right. about that today. Today we are worried more about use of knots, care of knots, and just some basic guidelines and principles. And we'll throw out some references for good knots that you should know just as yeah. an adult and in an operational kind of mindset. Yeah, so we'll, we'll throw some things up on uh, Instagram, some visuals, so you can learn how Instagram, to tie some pretty basic knots, Discord, or, or at least Patreon, yeah, Substack, every, everything that we can do visually, we're gonna throw out there. Yeah, we'll give you we'll give you some basic knots and some like more advanced knots that you you should probably know how to do. So let's just dig into it, man. Uh, ropes yeah. and cords. So ropes and cords are the most important pieces of mountaineering equipment. This year, climbers and equipment on steep ascents and descents and they pretty much make everything possible if you're looking at you know tough terrain or looking at carrying more than just yourself and a light pack and these are these are really also important not just for mountaineering and climbing but also for boating for survival for everyday use you know i can't tell you how many times in 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 my house i've tied square knots like it, it's got to be dozens, if not hundreds. I the thing is, if you're in Western nation, you tie your shoelaces every day, right? Correct. Unless on, you're on some level, on some level, everybody uses a knot at some mm-hmm. point. It's a very, obviously, a very widespread, very ingrained part that a lot of people don't really think about. But this is the kind of skill set. The more that you put into it, the the usability, the motility of knowing how to utilize knots is insane yeah you can do all sorts of stuff so we had to take out my you know a huge tree in my backyard a couple of years ago and my buddy who knows how to do everything including arbor apparently um was jay help, was yep. was helping me do that and you know i'm i'm talking about you know i went out and just went to atwoods bought you know a decent rope and just with a couple basic knocks of bowling, you know, a couple hitches, you know, a pulley, everything, we were able to safely get that down. And we're talking about an insane amount of weight. We dropped mm-hmm. one of those limbs and it pulled me off the ground, five feet in the air, 10 feet away, like it was nothing when it fell. Right. Yep. And that <laughs> not didn't care, you know. So being able to, you know, to knowledgeably and safely, use knots is an incredible skill set right it can do everything from securing a boat securing a limb to even like creating a harness a really hasty harness that can save your life oh a litter i mean you talked about fishing right <laughs> i mean yeah that's man bait a hook you know oh my every, God. everything you need you know talk to an old fisherman you know talk to a five-year-old kid who's been fishing with his dad since he you know knew what fishing was. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, this is a really ingrained, really huge skill set. 
So right, we're taking on the more uh, mountaineering aspect of it, but because that's what the Ranger Handbook is talking Correct. about. Yep. But onwards and outwards. So two classifications of rope: static and dynamic. So static rope is used when the rope stretch is undesired and when a rope is subjected to heavy static weight this should never be used while you're while you're climbing the force generated from a fall while using a static rope can cause injury or death to the climber and belayer this is mainly used when you're constructing fixed rope installations so think of think of those camps that are on the side of um, on the side of uh, mountains where your load is just stack not moving nope, okay i'm good nope <laughs> not you for will, you you will <laughs> never i've seen pictures of that dude's like on the sides of mountains in their freaking sleeping bags just chilling to like a fucking anchor in the side of no it's not happening no no not no for you. absolutely not absolutely not <laughs> those people are on cocaine no i'm good Oh, fixed rope installations, rope bridges, vertical halt lines, all that sort of thing. Also, in my head, I think of um, uh, food stores. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. When you're out and about, so, you know, to keep from critters, that kind yeah. of thing. Stuff that, you know, it's not a dynamic load. It's going to be, you know, hanging there for a while and you want to hold some serious weight. That's what a stag line is for. Mm-hmm. So dynamic rope, that is the rope that you're actually going to use for climbing. So this can stretch you know, and I'm sure that this statistic, this, uh, this number has changed since we're using our publicized Ranger handbook, but Ranger handbook says can stretch between eight and 12%. The rope can stretch between eight and 12% of its length when subjected to a weight or impact. So this is a dynamic, this is a rope that is able to be stretched so that it can absorb the impact of your climber, belayer, anchor, mm-hmm. what have you when you know there is a potential impact so you have to think you are the weakest length or weakest you know link in your equipment so if you're using a stack line and your body falls for a while and then stops all of a sudden it's not gonna hurt the rope it's gonna hurt you right it's it's the same principle as you know speeding and crashing you know it's not speed that kills you it's the sudden stop that gets you let's hit some uh some rope terminology here so a bend is just you're joining two ropes or fishing lines together a bite a bite is made by folding a piece of rope so that two parts lie alongside each other and when they're tied like a near the ropes yeah u-shaped yeah when tied near the rope's end the parts will be the tail Lying beside the standing end. So, like you said, a U-shape. The tail end or the working end. Or, mm-hmm. No. There you go. That's yeah, so, No, no, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the working so, end. Uh, yeah, so tail end, working end, standing end. You're, you're just you're pulling it down on itself, essentially. Right. We use this terminology, bite, when we're talking about how to actually construct a knot. When you're actually tying a knot, um, this will be used in the terminology. So if you're reading a book, if you're on... Knots by Grog or animated knots. This is the kind of terminology they're going to use so that everyone's on the same page. Yeah, it's it's this it's the principle of essentially creating a quick release. Is is all it is because then you have access to the end 
of the rope, which allows you to untie it or pull it to quick release it from its intended uh, purpose or anchor, right. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you're 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 dressing up nice. Right, right. And this is used in so many knots. <laughs> Just thinking back to half the ones I've done or half the ones I've seen. Yeah. So a bite well, think about not... when you when you type a horse. Right. To a post. Right. You keep that. You, know, you keep your working in, so you just mm-hmm. pull it off. You go. We used this a lot when we tied the covers on our um, our Bradleys. So we pull the covers down on top of them, cover them, and then you know, of course, you tie up tie up the end. But then we would do a decorative bite. So yeah, it'd just yeah, yeah. be a, it'd be a braid. You're just kind of looping it over, looping it through, looping it over, looping it through, looping it over, looping it through. So that when you get to the end, that's where you actually tie the thing. And then all you have to do is take it and yank it, and it just pulls the entire length of it out, which gives you access to the entire rope up to where you actually have tied it to the actual Bradley or striker in, in our case. Makes it look pretty for the commander, makes it easy for guys on Marvel Mondays. Exactly. And keeps it up off the ground so it doesn't get dirty. Dressing a knot. So yeah. dressing a knot, that's all we're talking about is we're arranging the components, the loops the everything that goes into constructing your knot in such a way as to optimize the security the strength of the knot so whenever you're tying your shoelaces and you pull a little bit tighter and then you move mm-hmm. the loop over a little bit so it's not you know the curve the uh, the knot or the string your rope isn't curled it's all flat and pretty that's making it more organized making it more structured more you know more strong you're optimizing the strength and the security of the knot. That's all it is. Fancy way yep. of saying that. Yeah. I've also heard people say dressing a knot, um, when you have your two, you know, two working ends, they're just kind of flapping in the wind, doing an extra half hitch mm-hmm. on whatever you're tying to, just so that you don't have the, the option for the rope to come undone. I've heard it used in that way too. Right. And it's, it's really easy to just throw on halter hitch onto whatever you've tied just to get that extra rope squared away. What's a hitch? What's a hitch? So a hitch is just a knot. A hitch is a knot that attaches a rope to something else. I mean, you've heard the terminology of hitching a horse. It's the same thing. You're just tying your rope or something to something else. That's a hitch. A rope to a rope, a rope to a pole. Rope to a rope, yep. Rope to whatever. A loop. A loop. <laughs> What's a loop? Made when, made when a rope forms a partial circle with the ends crossing each other. It is the rabbit going around the tree. That's all a loop is. Staying in, working in. We talked about this just a second ago, right? So staying in, that's the long end of the rope. It's not knotted. Yep. So the staying part lies between the standing end and the knot. Yep. And the working end is the short end, the part that's doing the knotting. Stop or not. It's just a knot that goes on the end of the rope. It stops it from going through a hole or, you know, going back on the knot itself or, you know, it, it stops the knot from traveling. But that's all a, that's all a stopper knot is. The thing with the thing with ropes, they're incredible tool. Yes, you need to take care of them. So depending on the make of the rope, so the braid, the you know, whether it's in su- or synthetic or natural fibers is going to determine a lot of how you're able to use the rope, how long, in what circumstance, etc. But some basic guidelines. 
rope that is used daily should be, should be replaced every year. Rope used occasionally can last up to five years if you care for it properly. You should be inspecting your ropes before, during, and after use for abrasions, cuts, worn spots, mildew, frays, burns. Never step on a rope. Don't drag a rope if you don't have to. Avoid running over sharper, rough edges. So if you're thinking of mountaineering, um, you know, rocks, you know, tough ground, you know, certain plants, you know, tree bark, you're, if you have to put down a pad, you know, or something as a buffer between the rope and the surface that you're going to be tying against, you know, you're going to want to do that because these, you know, think of dynamic ropes. Okay. Those are going to move and flex a little bit and you need to keep your ropes away from oils, acids, any other corrosive substance. Salt water is another really great example of that. What was it that Kevin soaked that rope with in Home Alone 2? Kerosene. He soaked. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was kerosene. He soaked that freaking rope in that he lit on fire while those guys were climbing down it. Gosh. <laughs> but like, like we're saying, like caring for how many movies? How many freaking movies have you seen, horror or otherwise? where someone has used a rope that they haven't inspected and it's fraying and it just snaps every like time. This kind, of, this kind of thing happens, you know, Yeah. like you, you, these ropes are going to save your life or someone else's life, or they're going to help you in some way. Like, why not take care of it? I mean, we do maintenance on our, our weapons. We do maintenance on, well, it's another piece equipment of equipment that we use as with anything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, anything about that. So now you've, God, what's that movie with, uh, Mm. Yeah, that guy. Sylvester Stallone. You remember? Iconic. The one where they're scene. climbing the mountain, right? Yes. Oh and my god. And they're between like and and they're and the the pulley or the uh Was that a scent? Phil no, not a scent. Started with a C, I think. Um Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, thank you. Yes. That's what the movie that, was. Terrible movie, but <laughs> That just dated us so bad there. I oh. know. We talk, that was a great movie. That was terrible. It was, oh man, it was that make you gag acting. It was awesome. I love that stuff. Ugh. It's the All best. Right. <laughs> what we're talking about is care of equipment, right? So yeah. in that movie, our, so yeah, granted, a piece of uh, metal equipment. What was it? The pulley or the, um, it was how they were traversing the rope to yeah. in between that, between that it was, gap. But, it was essentially a pulley, uh, yeah. I don't know what the terminology is that broke, you know, well, mm -hmm. whatever movie magic, but your rope is going to break before anything else. Right. And oh, yeah. something that's not listed in the, in the ranger handbook. Right. But anytime that you tie a knot, a good rule of thumb is that you have weakened that rope by half at that point, wherever you've actually tied that knot, that's a decent rule of thumb is that you've weakened that rope by half of its strength. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't think so, but no, you think of how a rope is designed to be used lateral, right? So just mm -hmm. lateral, lateral, but what happens when you twist and pull and oh, you know, cause I guess all it those does. other stressors on it, right? Yeah, I guess, I guess you are. Cause think about right just a bowling. Yeah. You have that one super tight loop, mm -hmm. bigger loop back around. So you have like three loops on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so that's not listening to the Ranger Handbook, but you have to think of that too, 
sorry guys, back to back to rope gear. So going, you know, good transition. Don't leave ropes knotted or under tension longer than absolutely necessary. Right. So don't Yeah. You know, don't leave your don't don't store your ropes knotted. Okay. Right. There are there are specific ways that you can wrap your you know, your rope that it'll, you know, stay organized so it's you know useful when you need it. But you're trying to keep the rope in a resting in a resting status. Right. And definitely avoid like we were talking about with, with care and tension and knotting and all that stuff, loosening it. Avoid running your ropes across one another under tension because it's the same principle as running them across something sharp. Nylon on nylon contact damages ropes. I mean, just it's it's a it's giving a rope burn to a rope is essentially what that is. Well, have you seen have you seen the um, was it? it's a it's a video of how to escape zip ties or how to escape like rope binds, right? And you use your and you use your shoelaces. I mean, think about yeah. all that friction, all that heat. Mm-hmm. You know, not to mention, like you said, the wear just on the fibers themselves. It, it's, it's eventually it's, going to give. So you're trying to yep. avoid any kind of stress on the rope. If you need to clean your rope, you can clean it with cool water. Like I said, loosely coil and hang out to dry out of direct sunlight. So direct sunlight, UV rays that also weigh down or wear down a rope over time. So ultraviolet light rays will harm synthetic fibers. When wet, hang a rope out on a dry wooden peg or, you know, something upright at room temperature, no heat. Because like we said, heat will damage ropes. All right. So let's get into the actual knots. We're not going to tell you how to actually tie the knots. We're going to give you some knots to look up or how to tie. These are some good knots, some of our favorites. Like we said at the beginning of the episode, our three main resources that we recommend for just general rope knowledge and how to tie ropes, the Ranger Handbook, mm-hmm. AnimatedKnots.com, mm-hmm. and the Ashley Book of Knots. I'm sure, I mean, there are hundreds, thousands. Oh, there's hundreds. On how, I mean, apps on your phone, websites. Outside I mean, of looking this stuff up, buy or find six feet of rope and practice. Yeah, it, it doesn't really cost that much at all. I mean, 550 no. cord, hell, that's an easy way. Four you know. feet is literally all you need with the you know smaller diameter rope and you can tie and or practice to tie just about anything yep yep sorry right. you want to like, kick us off sure i mean like i said i think it was in pre-show maybe earlier in this show square knot square knot is hands down probably one of my favorites it's definitely one of my daily use ones i use a square yes. knot pretty much every day that i can think of not just for not, i don't use a square knot to tie my shoes but like if i'm tying something up Nine times out of ten, it's not going to require it to be under some kind of tension. So a square knot keeps it pretty well. What about you? What, just the just a daily? Yeah. Bolin. Like, Bolin? Ten out of ten. That, yeah, yeah. that's, that's I, definitely one of my favorites. I learned how to tie that probably when I was like 12 or something. And it's just, I've never forgotten it. And it, I love the Bolin because it is, so Bolin's a loop. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the thing with Bolin is it can handle an outrageous amount of weight is of extremely strong <laughs> knot, but it doesn't get bound up. 
Yeah. So it can take an incredible amount of weight, and then you can untie it relatively easily. So it's a it's a really neat knot to know. And there's a couple uh, ways to tie where you could tie it one-handed. You can, you know, like I knew a guy, a fisherman, and he knew a really cool way to lash down when he was sailing. I mean, it's just it's a very useful, very modular knot. I mean, in terms of sailing, uh, one that you're going to want to know is a cleat hitch. It's how you attach your boat to the dock. You just run it right over that cleat. Oh, uh, two half hitches. You literally, you know, pass your pass your bite over, run your standing through, or run your working end through the loop, and then through the loop again. And that's actually pretty dang secure mm. for what it is. You need to make sure it's under attention, but it is a is a good little knot to use. Learn how to do lashings. Lashings. There's several different ways of doing this, but they're very useful in like constructing shelter. Um, do what? Explain lashings. I mean, for lack of better ways of doing this, they're a way of attaching two sticks together or two branches together in such a way that they are useful and secured. Like you can attach, um, you can use a square lashing to attach two branches together to uh, help create um, the structure of, say, your shelter in the woods. Uh it makes it a lot more secure. You can do a tripod lashing to secure three sticks together to create a tripod. Uh, you can use that to cook with. You can use that, um, Jesus, for freaking everything. Lashings are extremely useful in survival situations. Right. I mean, hell, you can even also, use a, a, a round lashing. I just saw this on here. Uh, duh. That was a, a dumb moment for me. Uh, use a round lashing to lash two to the ends of two sticks together to create longer reach. Yeah. Something that's also useful. So, uh, connecting two ropes together. Yes. So I really like the, I don't know what it's called. So, um, a more secure version is called the double fisherman's knot, but basically you're doing a, mm -hmm. an overhand knot from one rope to another rope. Yep. And then, that secondary rope overhand knot on your first rope when you pull them together if you have a, them oriented in the same direction it's super tough because the ropes are pulling laterally against the stopper knots mm -hmm. and there's there's nowhere to go there's no give so as long as you keep it under tension super great super great knot that oh i love this knot the uh, the butterfly the butterfly knot Super That's easy to tie, but it basically makes a loop in the middle of a rope. So if you have a rope suspended over, you know, some distance, like if you're camping, and you want to want somewhere to hang your lantern. You, know, you can just do a quick butterfly loop and you have a loop handy right in the middle. You don't have to work with any working ends or standing ends. Everything is just, you know, already, already there. So, yeah. Uh, Another good one for creating shelter in um, a survival situation. Say you have a tarp, but your tarp doesn't have any um, semi, any eyelets to tie a rope through. You can use a knot called a sheet bend. Essentially, you tie a rope to the tarp using the tarp itself. You bend the uh, end of the tarp that you're going to be tying in a U-shape, and you run a piece of rope up through the hole 
around the outside of it and then loop the working end up under uh, the part that came through the eyelet of your tarp. And then once it creates tension, it holds it in place and you can use that rope to tie it to like a tree or whatever, a stake to hold it in place. It's really, really useful. It uses that. Interesting. It uses the material you already have without having to like um, compromise the, the tarp itself by cutting a hole in it. Huh. I've also seen if you um, if you put like a rock or something in the tarp, an MRE fold rock or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Thanks for getting that reference. Um, here, here. But you here for you, buddy. But you grab it from you grab it from the tarp end. Then you have something to tie your rope around. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That does put stress on the on the tarp itself, though. So it, you'd have to watch out for a wear and tear on that. Yeah. That's when it's handy to have a heavy tarp instead of just a light one because yes. the fibers 100%. hold it together a little bit better. Which sucks because, I mean, you've seen what they can do with tarps nowadays. I mean, how just light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got other good ones, man. Oh, dude. So many, right? There's This is just full of them. I mean, trucker's hitch, clove hitch. There's, Dude, learn your hitches. Hitches are like... Or it, learn how to Sliding do hitch. S- yeah. learn how to do like slip knots. Learn how to create snares with some of this stuff. Um, Half hitch, overhand, double overhand, yeah. figure I mean, eight, yeah, like yeah. Splices, splices are really good. Mm. Um, and that's just talking about rope. I mean, you can get into like webbing. Oh my like god, webbing is yeah, huge. But I, I I know this was a tough subject. I know this is hard to just listen to this kind of a refreshing episode for that, because we're not going to try to teach you how to tie a knot over, over voice or this kind of a fruitless endeavor, but we provide resources. We'll have more resources in the, in the captions of, you know, all the posts that we're going to make for this episode, but we want to give you some general, not knowledge, not care. And, you know, get that conversation started because this is something that you absolutely should know just as a as a responsible adult, let alone in whatever working capacity you plan to use this in. Be a nerd. Learn how to tie knots. And there's no real excuse. That's the whole thing. Like two, three feet of just string rope and you can practice all day, every day, wherever. I mean, I used to have a little bit of rope that I, or if I should record that, I kept at my desk. And I wasn't, you know, pulling back or charting, I would, you know, practice real quick. It's a nerd, right? But it's a, it's a skill set that can be practiced darn near anywhere. And it's incredibly yep. useful if you, you know, if, and when you need it, it's not something that you're just going to learn on the fly. No, no. This is something that you need to put the hours in. So, oh my gosh, especially fishing. Oh, dude. Yeah. Nothing worse than having your freaking line come untied. We are the Hard Time Strongman Podcast, showing up a better class of man. Can you not stay in the fight? Stay in the fight. Hey guys, this is 6 and 7 with the Hard Time Strongman Podcast. Wanted to take a second to do a mental health check-in. And to tell you all about the 988 crisis lifeline. So 
The 988 Lifeline is a national network of local crisis centers that provides free and confidential emotional support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, seven days a week in the United States. You can reach the Lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text 988 to get help to get someone real on the phone. Every struggle is different. Every struggle is hard. But you are not alone in whatever you're going through. As someone who has used the 988 crisis line, I fully recommend that if you're feeling any of those feelings of depression, suicide, hopelessness, get in touch with them immediately. They will help you. They will listen to you. Once again, guys, you can reach the lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text them at 988. As always, guys, stay in the fight. Stay in the fight.